Welcome to League Podcast. I'm your host, Trollback Thursday. It's week 11, and more importantly, it's trade deadline week. We've got a special early edition of the podcast this week. I have the league insider Peter Schefter on to talk about what the trade market is here in the league, some deals that we think should happen, and we get some little insight on some of the players uh, in fantasy football. So stay tuned and enjoy. All right, I am here with the league insider Peter Schefter. How are you doing tonight, Peter? Hey, Kevin, thanks for having me. Uh, anyway, uh, you, everyone knows Pete beats the commissioner of our league. Um, so, in the league, we have a little bit of a, a later trade deadline than a lot of the standard Yahoo leagues. Um, so, our our deadline is coming up this Saturday. I believe is it Saturday going into Sunday midnight or Friday into Saturday. It's Saturday at midnight, so like Sunday at twelve oh one. Okay. No more trades. Cool. Um, so Pete does his amazing trade article every year. He does the research, talks to every team, um, see who's available, see what everybody wants. Um, so Pete, the the trade article as always was legit. Uh, wish Yahoo wouldn't be such a bitch about uh, how many characters you can have in a post. So it just split mm. up and do posts, but. Um, Either way, I, I liked it. A lot of good insights in there. So I figured we'll get you on the podcast, uh, talk about who's available, um, some trades that that could happen or that we think should happen uh, to make the teams better on the league for the final playoff push. Uh, as you said in the trade article, everyone's still in it. Um, you know, even the teams that are in 12th place right now, because of the way the wins are distributed and, and what the rest of the schedule is, no one's eliminated yet. No, and there's more. You know, Bows just dropped to four and six, so there's there's kind of maybe two spots open as opposed to just one. Yeah. Um, so, why don't you go around the horn, talk positions, uh, and and who's available? Okay, so I um, I've kind of leaned on a lot by a lot of managers. I know you are too, and a couple of us are really aggressive when it comes to trade. So you end up kind of hearing everything that's out there. And even though, you know, I'm the commissioner and I play in the league, it's I try to post as many articles and things as I can. And I figured since you get the podcast going, it might be good to just kind of piggyback off it and go through and just kind of list guys that I know for a fact are available, you know, for the right price. Like, no doubt about it, you can definitely get these guys. So I figured help – I can't just help myself. You have to help everyone um, part of being the commissioner. So I spoke with pretty much everyone, as always, throughout the season – and, you know, some of these guys are speculating a very little bit, but um, for sure, inside info, like, you can go position by position and you can let me know what you think, too. But I know, like, just starting with quarterback, Russell Wilson can be had for the right price. Uh, Ryan has Russell Wilson. Uh, the other big-name quarterback out there, Tom Brady, is for sure for sale. Hassani has him on a bye week, and he's in a must-win. So if you're looking for a legit QB1, those two guys are are there for sure. Um, some of the other quarterbacks, uh, I know you, Kevin, have two of them, Mayfield and Dalton. How Absolutely. do you feel about those guys? So one's ascending and one's descending right now. So um, Mayfield's on a bye this week, uh, but he has been consistently, you know, a good QB2. I wouldn't call him like a, a must-start guy in, in a one QB league, but in a two QB league, he's a guy that, you know, with his schedule, the new offensive coordinator, and with just really – sort of hitting, hitting his stride. He's a guy that's becoming more of a legit every week option. And Dalton, on the other hand, uh, oof, brutal, 
brutal. Um, I mean, he was iffy with AJ Green, and now he's he is, you know, charging straight into dare I say Eli Manning territory, where like you you throw him out there, he's got some weapons he can he can lean on. He might string together a good game or two, but not a guy you want to rely on. But he is not as bad as some other of the some other QB threes or bye week guys or frankly, some other guys that are being thrown out there as QB twos right now. Yeah, I think that those, you know, after Wilson and Brady, those two are the next two guys that for sure can be had. I know Mike has Alex Smith and Sam Darnold on the block. One of the ones that intrigues me most is Travis has the Ravens quarterback. So I know he's unavailable, but the Ravens QB, because it's in flux right now, could be a, a good get. I know Andy has Bortles in the 49ers quarterback. He's been really trying to upgrade at QB. Even Mariota's on that list. Uh, Nick has Eli. Bowles has Carr and Rosen. And then when you talk about some bye week guys or some depth guys, Evan has Josh Allen and Craig has Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you're, the options are, are there for sure at quarterback. Yeah, and it's a, it's a weird group because, like, uh, the guy, like, if I looked at anybody's QB three, and the guy I'd probably go get, like, is someone like a like like Ravens QB. The problem is, yet you need two roster spots. Yep. Um, Maybe so that, three. Yeah, I mean, RG three could be the guy. Um, you know, it's it's a tough scenario, and and they're saying that now Joe Flacco doesn't need to practice to play, so you're not going to know until, you know, eleven thirty Sunday morning who's going to be the guy. So you you may have to roster a few guys. Uh, but that schedule is beautiful. Um, you know, Nick's QB situation is actually really good. He started out with Mitch Trubisky being his QB three and ended up being his QB one. Yep. Um, but Nick probably isn't going to trade. Um, probably can't get the the Ravens QB just because of poor timing with when Travis got married. Uh, so he's going to be tough to, tough to get a handle on. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is looking more and more pumpkin every minute he plays. Uh, which is a shame because I think he, you know, the the Buccaneers certainly want him to be the guy for the rest of the season to keep Jameis healthy so they can let him go. Um, you know, it's weird. Josh Allen, he's he's, you know, you saw how long it took Mariota Mariota to get back from that same injury. Uh, so who knows? You know, they say if he's if he's healthy enough coming out of the bye, he's the guy. But it's still the Bills' quarterback. Um. Darnell was in a walking boot. I guess it's just rough. Um, so for guys like Hassani, guys like Andy, guys like Pyers that need a quarterback, unless they move something of, of substantial value, it's going to be tough to get a guy that you feel good about going in the playoffs. But yeah, plus the timing's kind of tough because I you know, have Brady on a bye, so that kind of throws a, into a wrench for anyone trading for him. But yeah. I mean, anyone out there that needs a quarterback, there are – two QB ones out there and at least three QB twos. And then after that, you can, you know, pick your poison insurance wise. Um, QBs seems to be kind of the the deeper list I have for players available just because people have to kind of sit on the bench. Yeah. Like like if we move on to wide receiver, uh, the list narrows, but we do have some bigger or maybe only one big name. Uh, I know for sure AJ green could be had for the right price. I know you guys talked about a last podcast, but Chris has, Two elite receivers in Julio and Odell Beckham. Why not move AJ Green for the right price? I myself have Amari Cooper. I know you have Aaron Robinson and John Brown. Um, and then after that, I think the list falls off. 
Um, how do you feel about those four guys? Well, I mean, obviously, I think Chris is probably the guy most well equipped to to deal with AJ Green just because of his how how good his team is. He can probably sit on him most comfortably. Um, Mike would be the next closest guy, but Mike doesn't need AJ Green, so um, he's got Mike Thomas and and Adam Thielen. Why would you like? I don't know why you'd mess with what he's got depth wise to to pick up a. Uh, a who knows in AJ Green because they're saying it could be, you know, they're saying he's tough enough to play. He could play this week. Adam, you know, Adam Schefter saying and Ian Rappaport, Ian Rappaport saying December, but it's turf toe and it's not his first time. So who the hell knows? You know, true wild card. Yeah, it's but with elite talent, you know, coming back for the playoffs. Who knows? Um, you know, my guys are with how up and down they've been again it's you're looking at i mean if you throw galladay into the mix there it's three boomer bust guys um three you know they are either matchup plays or hope that somebody gets hurt and you get a lot of targets um even mike evans has been really difficult to get a read on because of how erratic the quarterback play has been in tampa bay so Mm. um you know there are guys that are you could certainly take a chance on uh, but again, I, I don't want to not talk up my guys cause I'd love to make a trade and, and improve my team. But, um, you know, trying to be objective here, there's, there's risk in, in, in all of these guys. Yeah, for sure. I think the guys that are, that have, that may be available to move that, that, and we, I, you know, this has been my hot topic the last week or so in, in chats and whatnot is everybody's looking for the high ceiling guy, but no one seems to want to have the safe floor guy. You know, no, no one, no one wants to ride Willie Sneed who gets you 11 points a week, but it's 11 points a week at a pivotal position. And, uh, you know, as the guy that last week had 15 points between his wide receivers, hmm. um, you know, you have to have a floor, especially going into when you're, when you're starting to face the better teams in the playoffs, you want to know that you can roll out a guy that, he may not get you twenty points, but you, but he won't get you two. Uh, yeah, and that's why I have Amari Cooper listed right under AJ Green. I, yeah, I, know I have him, and I'm a little biased, but I feel as he he could be your wide receiver too the rest of the season. He could. Um, I mean, some other guys that do have on the list that might kind of fall into that category. I know Bows has Demarius Thomas and Calvin Ridley. Yep. Travis could for sure move Marvin Jones if anyone wants to sit on him a little bit. Yep. And he has a boomer bust to Sean Jackson. Uh, one of the more interesting guys, I don't know if he would do it, but he is on by. Andy has Jarvis Landry. Um, I I would not put it past Andy to cash in on him. Um, I, you know, I was looking, yeah. and just to just to pause there on, mm. on Jarvis Landry, he's the one guy I looked at throughout the league as the one guy that has to move this week. Like and like, you know, looking at the waiver wire, Anthony Miller is not someone that you feel safe with you know, some of these other guys that are, that are out there at the wide receiver position. Um, you know, the guys that, that Evan's looking for and hoping that nobody puts a bid on cause he has no, <laughs> yep. um, you know, these are guys that, that I wouldn't feel comfortable as my, I need a win now, throw them in my lineup. Um, and Andy needs to win now with how low his point total is. He needs to get there on wins. He's not going to get there on points. And he has a win. You know, he is up up one win. And but he does have you know Juice Landry and Edelman on by. So, you know, putting the juice there, I figure he might get a a more modest return as opposed to 
what some people might want Edelman for. Yeah. And, you know, I think, what does Andy play Travis this week? And Tra- well, yeah, Andy plays Travis this week. And that could completely knock Andy out of the playoffs. Like, he, he, he has, Andy's team has the most trade chips of anyone's, I feel. Yeah. Um, he definitely can make a move. I know Ryan wants to make a move. I mean, he has um, Cortland Sutton, I believe, is one of his guys that he will definitely trade. Yeah. He's not afraid to move him. He's got Tyrell Williams, too. Uh, I know Evan has Lockett and another guy. I mean, I wish Nick would trade more, but he has um, Marquez, you know, scaling there yeah. on the bench. And he's been the most boring wide receiver three guy you could ever ask for. He scores 10 points a week. Yeah. Like, he, if you're trading with Nick, I don't see why you can't get him super cheap. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there are a lot of those guys out there. The problem is a lot of guys, uh, and, and this is the problem that Andy Andy finds himself in, is he's got RB2s to move, and mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody that really like needs needs an RB2 besides maybe Bowles. Um, you know, Hassani needs quarterback uh, running backs now. Yep. Um, you know, I, I've sent a couple trades to send him like, two running backs and another guy for, for one of his better players. But, um, you know, I, it's just not a big market out there for running backs. I think, I think everyone has sort of gotten on board, you know, the better teams in the league have gotten on board with the, the Chris Pyre strategy. Sorry. I don't mean to use his full name, but everyone knows mm-hmm. it by now. Um, the strategy of quantity over quality. Um, you need to have just some guys on your team in case something goes wrong. Um, and so a lot, a lot of the teams have three, four running backs on their bench, um, so there's not a lot of not not a lot of room to. Again, nobody's looking to really improve. Like, you know, nobody's going out to get Adrian Peterson versus having you know just look just name team players from my team to give examples. You know, nobody's looking to improve from Jalen Richard to Adrian Peterson or, or Mike Davis and you know players like that. Um, so you're just not going to see a lot of that low level movement because, you know, why bother? You know, <laughs> from week to week, who knows who's gonna who's gonna boom, who's gonna bust, who's gonna get hurt and have to step up. Um, everyone's just kind of sitting on their guys. So I, I want yeah, to see a few scratch tickets in your pocket for sure. I mean, everyone yeah. has a couple guys. I mean, if you look at Evans' roster, he has no backup wide receivers, I believe, just because of the cup injury. But yeah. he's just literally just sitting on scratch ticket running backs, hoping they either his handcuffs or. One of them pops off, so it's definitely a legit strategy. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I I could see definitely Bowles trying to move Demarius Thomas. Um, you know, he's been trying to pump him up for a while. Um, you know, he'd be fine riding him more. Calvin Ridley is his wide receiver three and trying to prove another position. Um, you know, Tariq Cohen is so so fluky at this point. Um, you know, you don't want to bank on touchdown on touchdowns at when you're a pass catching running back, and that's sort of what he's been the last five out of the last six weeks. He's he's gotten a sort of a fluky either receiving or uh, you know broke a long play touchdown. Um, so that's not a guy you feel comfortable with rolling out. He got a ni- he got a nice red zone touchdown last week. He did. Yeah, um, from the one. Yeah, that. But that you know, how often do you see Tariq Cohen get the goal line work? You know. Um, I think I think you kind of foreshadowed it perfect. Like after going from receiver, like when I kind of talked to teams around the league about running backs that could move, 
it, there there isn't a high end one. So like when you talk about quarterback, you can get a Wilson or a Brady, or wide receiver, you can get AJ Green. I mean, running back wise, I think the best guy available would be Hassani. He's got Sony Michelle and Duke Johnson uh, yeah. both on by. Those are pretty legit options. I myself have Philip Lindsay. Uh, I don't know if people believe in him as much. Peyton Barber's kind of he's available, but he's not very good. Yeah. Andy has the best quantity. I mean, he has Marlon Mack, who very well could stay hot. Chris Carson, if he can stay healthy. And I know um, to your displeasure, Austin Eckler has been a serviceable RB2 some weeks. Like, if, yeah, we, if we had a flex, he'd be a good flex. Oh, absolutely. Um, he, he's been pretty brutal. I, I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy. He got, got that 40-yard touchdown call back last week. But uh, he's been he's been tough. Um, he had a good start, but if not for the, the touchdown numbers, his, his numbers are actually pretty bad. Uh, he's truly just a handcuff at this point, which it, it just makes me sad because <laughs> it's like he's, he's not any value to anybody, but the Marvin, you know, sorry, the, the Melvin Gordon owner. And I just happened to, to luck my way into that. Um, he's not a guy I would normally roster, but, uh, you, you do what you have to do when you're trying to build a good roster. Yeah, and with the deadline Saturday too, I think you'll see some of those moves. I mean, my over under is I'm, I'm seeing, I'm guessing three trades. I hope so. Like just looking, looking at running back itself, out of those, you know, seven guys I named, there is an an elite talent. Um, there are some guys that could maybe be that. I know Travis has Brita if he's if he's um, and so inclined to trade. He's got Crowell uh, as maybe as a backup guy. Evan has Lamar Miller who has had a few good weeks. Uh, Nick would definitely move LeSean McCoy. He almost did early in the year. He came very, very close uh, before he went away for work. Mike also got really close to moving Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Um, he had a deal in principle to move and didn't go down on a Thursday night. I think if those, you know, I think if the Dolphins had played on a Saturday, uh, Sunday, yeah, that that would have happened. Um, he also just traded for Ito. Kind of a weird trade he had with Ryan there. And then, yeah. um, don't sleep on your boy Adrian Peterson. I think he rounds out for running backs that are available for sure for trade. Yeah, uh, AP is a tough one because his this the situation for him changed. I mean, the, the scheme has not. They're still a, a run first team at this point, uh, but that offensive line has been just tough. But um, I, I think he has a few more good games left in him before he he calls it, you know calls it a year. Um, yeah, I mean, looking back to previous years' trade deadlines. I remember looking, looking forward like three or four moves going, if I can get this guy, then I can flip this guy to get this guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't feel there's that much activity going on this year. Um, but I, I, I just hope something breaks in the next couple of days where somebody moves and that changes the, you know, changes the scenario for a couple other moves that could happen. Like somebody that all of a sudden ends up with some extra, you know, wide receivers or an extra, tight end that they need to move for a running back, like just something to get things moving. Um, Cause maybe you can't find a deal that works today, but after, after the next deal, maybe you see there's an opportunity now. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's been 22 trades, so we're at a really good pace. Yeah. I think you might've saw the tip of the iceberg on that with Andy losing Le'Veon Bell as a trade chip today. Yep. So that could very well kind of, I know in the last podcast, he was kind of wait and see, I think maybe now after he lost and, the deadline Saturday has so much trade bait. It might be time for kind of him to play his chips um, instead of sitting on them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, very good strategy on his part. Because why panic? There's no reason to, especially kind of he has that tie for for the eighth place there. Just he's just a little bit down in points. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, he plays me. My team's been up and down. I, I don't know the rest of his schedule, but I mean, if he can beat Travis this week, he could. You know, he's playing two sub five hundred or sub teams. He's very well positioned to make a move. So I think maybe the Lev Bell starts that. Um, but I agree. I know there's there's a few teams that will. There's a few teams I think want to make a really big move this week. I just don't know if it will go down. Um, and then after that, like say things don't really move by Friday, you'll probably see a lot of handcuffing Saturday during the day is my guess. Yeah. Um, I know I want to make a move. I, I don't feel super comfortable with my wide receiver situation. I've got, you know, Evans who, who will bounce back. Um, and a lot of guys that, you know, really sort of fluky boomer bust. you know, John Brown's got the great schedule, but who knows what his quarterback situation is going to be. Uh, is Lamar Jackson, when he's throwing full-time, going to be a, a check-down guy, or is he going to be looking for the big play once they have to respect his running? Um, Kenny Galladay has now found himself as really the only wide receiver left with Marvin Jones a little banged up. Um, and Allen Robinson came out of nowhere. He, like, you know, I was, I, I said to you in a text a couple days ago, thank God for Mike for picking up yeah. Taylor Gabriel and, and playing him because I was literally – like a few seconds away from clicking add Taylor Gabriel, drop Allen Robinson. You get so frustrated with some of these guys. You've been rostering them all year and you're waiting for them to do something and they don't. Yeah. And, and the second you're about to pull the trigger, all of a sudden it goes off. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was nuts. I mean, I'd, and you know, he was a, he was a sit all week according to the, you know, consensus rankings and all the analysts because of, you know, Darius Slay. But even, even after that, the, the, the thought was, well, you know, Taylor Gabriel's got the better matchup on T's Tabor for uh, for in, D- in Detroit, and it just didn't end up going that way. And Robinson, not only it wasn't just you know a bad a bad defense, he looked good for once. You know, he was making plays, he was you know breaking tackles, he was going up over guys, he was showing really the talent that made him sort of in on the cusp of being elite in Jacksonville. He's passing the eye test for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, you were nervous about what he was going to be with Mitch Trubisky, but Trubisky has sort of been the guy that, you know, the, sh- the tide rises all sh- raises all ships sort of scenario where he's been better than advertised. His, the scheming has been good in Chicago. Uh, it made Taylor Gabriel look like a, you know, a legit every week starter for, for a little bit there. Um, and now Anthony Miller's coming on. And Trey Burton is a guy that all of a sudden – was was on the brink of being I, I can't move this guy to now he's moved and he looks like he could be a guy that that gets you 15 points every week yeah i know um tight end has been brutal and if you look around the league too there's not really a lot of guys you could trade for at tight end i know maybe like hassani could really use one but uh, ryan made a move for gronk hasn't even had a chance to play him yet yeah so i think he's available for sure um chris has um, the Bengals tight end, I'm not trying to pronounce his name. Uzama. Uzama, okay, he has him. So maybe he'd move to Joku, uh, especially on by if, if he can. He, Chris is going to do anything he can to get a quarterback. Um, yeah. that, that could be an angle. And Mike ended up getting Jack Doyle from Ryan. So I think um, you know, Mike yeah, does have. One of those guys that should move. I mean, there's, there's yeah. no reason to keep both at this point. I mean, he has two tight ends. There's, there's no reason for. Um, you know him to even though Kittle's on a buy, Kittle's turned into a, an elite option here. Yeah, if, if you're Mike Trey Doyle, if you can, I know. Um, I had sent you a list of some I, some deals I thought might go down, 
uh, like they're in no particular order. They definitely could. Yeah. I hope that I know in the years past, I, I usually um, put it in the article so you can see like, here's a deal for every team. What do you think? Um, just based on you doing so much podcasting and getting the, the list out. I figured maybe like now would be a good time to see what you think on some of those proposed yeah. deals. Um, I mean, we could start with you if you don't mind. I mean, why yeah. not? Absolutely. So Chris has got AJ Green. You have Andy Dolan. You talked about it last week. If I'm Chris, why not move AJ Green for AP and Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for both teams. Um, I get AJ Green and don't have to give up any of my current wide receivers, so it allows me to ride that out a bit. Um, see what he got. It. I take a hit at quarterback because I'd rather, you know, after this week, obviously with the bye, I'd rather play Mayfield than than Dalton, but. You know, it's it's not that big a difference, and you end if you get AJ Green for the playoff run, that you know paired with Andy Dalton, that could be legit. Um, and Pyrus, he just doesn't have anything at quarterback. I mean, Tannehill will probably play Week Twelve, and then he, he just doesn't have anything. So unless he unless he manages to find a scrub that he's willing to move for Ryan Tannehill. He's going to have no quarterback unless he makes something at the deadline. And, and A.J. Green um, might be like a Sony Michelle type of thing. Hey, it looks like he might be done for the year, and all of a sudden he misses two games and comes back ready to go. So yep. I, I know I don't know if you can get him to bite on AP, but I feel like that was a trade that I could definitely see that was fair for both teams and kind of filled a lot of needs for both. Yeah. Looks like you kind of need a guy that with some staying power at wide receiver there. Absolutely. No, I, I, I like that deal. I mean, the – the deal I was trying to move in, I'm not trying. I don't want to make this go off the rails here, but I was trying to get Ryan Fitzpatrick from mm-hmm. Craig when it, things are a little more, you know, positive for Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and move Andy Dalton and Kenny Galladay for Julio Jones and mm. Jameis Winston. Really? And he would have done that. Mm. Um, you know, he that does way, like Galladay. Yeah, and he has him in a lot of leagues. He 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 talked him up, so I figured I could do that. Then I get, you know, I get Tampa quarterback to pair with Mike Evans. I get Julio Jones to pair with Matt Ryan. Um, he has a startable, um, you know, quarterback every week. He's got, you know, he ju- jumps from a wide receiver one to a wide receiver two, so it's not that huge of a huge of a, a drop off. And not having anybody to play at QB two is a huge hole. Um, so it, I think it actually was pretty well rounded, but um, you know he he got scared and jumped off of it. So Take, taking a zero in the regular season's fine. Taking one in the playoffs is a different story. Yep. Um, since you brought up Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick, I did have a proposed trade here. I thought Bowles he's got four good receivers. Um, why not move Demarius Thomas? Um, sit Derek Carr on the bench for a little while and scoop up Ryan Fitzpatrick from Craig. Yeah, um, I don't know how long Brian Fitzpatrick has a job, but if you're if you're Bowles, he he plays over over Carr. Why not? Yeah, I mean it, it helps in the short term. It gives it gives uh, Craig some depth in the long run. Um, you know, because when Sammy Watkins come back, you can you can play in the matchups. You can you know have some ins- Sammy Watkins insurance because you'll have the Watson Demarius Thomas combo yeah. if you believe in such a thing. Yeah, and you can do the best friend strategy. You got both, um, you know, Hopkins and Thomas. And, and Thomas. So if you know you got a really good matchup, which in the AFC South there sometimes are some good matchups. Um, 
you know, you can play both those guys and, and sort of go off. I, I like it. Um, I, Craig's got this weird thing about Fitzpatrick. Like he, he pumps him up so he can trade him, but then he won't actually trade him. So, <laughs> well, I think Craig thinks he's actually good. So that could be part of it. I know. Um, I, I'm hoping that he hasn't actually watched it in the games because woof. <laughs> well, I, I had Craig here for another trade too. I was thinking, um, if you're Craig, you're a Patriot homer. Yeah. Why not move Dion Lewis and Mohamed Sanu to Asani? Or excuse me, yeah, and move, move those two guys to Asani and pick up Sony Michelle. Yeah, it's it's weird to see uh, players come back to, to teams that they were on for a minute. Yeah, it'd be a trade back. It'd be a little funny. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't hate it. Um, it'd certainly make Asani a lot better because I, I don't know what to think, think of Sony Michelle rest of the season. I have I have no confidence in, in being able to predict what that's going to look like. Uh, I do think the Patriots try to get more run heavy, but they're also coming up on a schedule where they're playing some some good offensive teams. Um, so it's really hard to really predict what's going to happen there. I don't like the, the roster construction of being really Patriots heavy for Hassani. I, I didn't like it when he drafted it. I thought it was weird. And now with the bye week, you're you're really in a really difficult position. Bye week in a must win. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's it's a really horrible spot for him to be in. I think Deion Lewis has shown that he's going to be the guy. Even though Derrick Henry scored two touchdowns last week, it's still Deion Lewis you're talking about um, coming out of last week's game. So, um, you know, I I, I I like that trade. I I don't think it happens, man. I think, it would be a little bit Andy-esque, like a Hassan yeah. trade for the same player twice in one season. Yeah. Um, sh- th- shout out to Jason Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I know Andy's really been harping and doing his best or trying. Um, he, he got all this trade bait. He really wants to upgrade a QB. Um, I know Ryan's won a part with a QB. I don't know how these guys see these players, but one of the ones I had written down for Andy was perhaps he would uh, bundle Mariota and Edelman. Uh, Mariota's looking good, and ship him over to Ryan for a couple West Coast guys, and get Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin in return. Yeah, I, I like that because Baldwin has been difficult at best. Um, you know, Edelman's a bit of a question mark, and he's on a bye week. But I think unless Hassani does something drastic, which I, I don't see really happening because it's it's Hassani, um, he almost gets a little mini buy, and Ryan almost gets a a good W under his belt this week. So he can, he can make it through without having that wide receiver in his lineup. Mm. Um, and Mariota, Mariota is on the up, you know, he, he played well last week. He played well the week before that. Uh, he's put, you know, he seems healthy. He's always an injury risk. Um, so that's tough, but I, I think it, it certainly benefits Andy. And I, I think it's not a bad move uh, for Ryan. I think, it, in order to make that deal happen, he has to throw in one of those running back twos, throw in like a Chris Carson or throw in like a some kind of juice, some kind of juice to just because Ryan's Ryan's bench is just he's got three defenses, you know. It's well, like, I was thinking if Ryan does that deal, um, he moves Tyrell Williams after you know he's playing Denver one bad week, play him at wide receiver three, yeah. Um, but then next week you have Edelman coming back, so all of a sudden you have. Um, a little bit of staying power at wide receiver as opposed to rolling out the risk of Doug Baldwin every week. And, you know, Andy's out in the West Coast. Maybe he has some different insight on those guys or he, he's okay with uh, 
rolling out the pair because now he has a legit QB1 in Wilson, and he's okay with having Baldwin because he has some different receiver options. He's not as, you know, he has Larry Fitz. He's got Landry. Yeah. He, he could, uh, he's not, he's not upset to have Baldwin as like a two or a three. No, I like, I like that move. I, I, I do want to see Ryan improve his RB three situation because Yeldon Geo, and that's it is not good. Um, and I love seeing Aaron Jones on the up, you know, free Aaron Jones. Uh, the, He's an injury risk. Like he, he's been banged up. He was banged up last year. Uh, he's had some knee issues in the past. So I, I would like to see him get some sort of depth there. Um, I know Andy's, Andy's got some. I've got some. Uh, you, you know, you've got some lower level guys you could move. He needs, he needs to add something there. I'm not sure what it is yet, and I'm not sure what he could, what he could give up. But it's more likely to get it in a package like that from Andy than it would be to just do a one for one deal. Yep. I, I could see that. I know um, maybe Yeldon at some point I'll, I'll make a deal for. I know um, because I think Andy has so much trade bait. One of the ones I listed was what if he just did what you were saying, start, just like shoot his shot right away. Like what if he took Mary Oder and, and Tevin Coleman and was like, you know what, I'm going to ride out with Chris Carson at RB2. I'll trade Mary Oder and Coleman. I'll figure it out this week, maybe move a QB for another QB and go get uh, Tom Brady off of Sony. So Mariota and Coleman for Tom Brady. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and you can make that move. Mike Davis is certainly available if you want to handcuff Carson if he was nervous about him. Uh, you know, a Mike Davis for Austin Eckler trade makes a hundred percent sense. I'm not sure why it doesn't happen. Um, you know, that's a, that's an easy move. It benefits both guys. Hopefully, you never have to play either one of them, but they're there in case you need them. And I think Seahawks running back and. You know, the the penny thing sort of monkeys things up a little bit, but I still think he's a third guy if all all three guys are healthy. Um, uh, no ra- no racist on the monkey comment. Hey, <laughs> gotta troll you a little bit. <laughs> Getting hot in here. Um, yeah. Anyway, I I think that that makes a lot of sense. I like the Tevin Coleman thing because I I you know I'm the Tevin Coleman owner from last year. Mm-hmm. I like Tevin Coleman. I don't like him this year. I just. He- yeah, I like to Asani. The Dirty Birds are back. Uh, yeah. Perhaps you can pull at the heartstrings a little bit there, and he'll you know he'll roll out Coleman, and then you'd have two guys after they made this deal. You'd have Andy. You'd have to ship his QB three for someone that's starting this week somewhere, um, and then Hassani would be at a plethora of running back. He can move one of those Patriots guys or Duke Johnson to boost his wide receiver core like ASAP. So he both guys would trip make that deal and then have to really start to hustle after that. Yeah. Yeah, it puts you in a bit of a hole, but you, get, you have better chips that are that are easier to, to deal with. Um, I like that. Let me let me throw out a Hassani trade that's not on the list here. Ooh, far I, away. Um, it's one I, I actually propose, so I don't want to tip my hat, but I can't imagine Hassani listens to this thing. Um, and if anybody else wants to, to beat the offer and get into to accept it, go for it. I actually had Hassani call my phone today, so I know that Ooh. his phone makes calls. Um, so the offer was his Robert Woods, um, you know, his probably his best, his best wide receiver by a lot. Yep. For sure. Um, but who has been a wide receiver to all season, Craig, who has been a wide receiver to all season, every, almost every week. Uh, uh, and he's on a buy next week. So Hassani being in win now mode, you know, you move guys that haven't had their buy buy yet. 
Uh, Robert Woods for the package of Allen Robinson, Adrian Peterson, and Jalen Richard. Wow. Gives him two running backs he can he can play, and you don't feel great about it, but it beats the zeros he's throwing up now because all three of his running backs are, are on by. Um, it gives you Allen Robinson, who, despite not having a great matchup, he is the best wide receiver on a good offensive team. Um, and he's passed his by, and he looks pretty healthy to me. Um, That's so, the old school. You have the wide receiver one in an offense strategy. I'm sure Hassani would be more uh, apt to something like that than some other teams. Yeah, so, I mean, I I think it's, it's a trade that fills fills the holes now. Um, there isn't really a guy on by that I, I'm looking at his team to go out and get. Um, you know, I'd love to get Tom Brady, but... Uh, I'm actually pretty nervous about Tom Brady the last ha- the back half of the season. Um, as the Tom Brady owner last year, he kind of boned me in a couple of later matchups where they were content to just run the ball. Uh, but he's still a better quarterback than either of my two shit bums. I think that's a much better offer than I had wrote, written down here. Like where um, I hadn't included Mike yet. Yeah. Um, so I had Mike moving Alex Smith, Chris Thompson, Doyle, and Aguilar for Tom Brady. Yeah. I think I'd rather do the A Rob and AP deal. Um, and not dump my whole bench. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it. I don't think it makes his uh, Mike's team that much better, but it certainly makes Hassan like this a better package for Hassani. Um, Chris Thompson may be waiver wire fodder at this point. Um, yep. And yeah. Aguilar, Aguilar had a good week, but is he that good? And Hassani does yeah. have two tight ends, like so have a third one. So, um, trying to throw something at the wall that might stick for Hassani could stop four guys, but I think that a Rob AP that's pretty legit. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I sent him a text. I, I actually spoke to Hassani this evening twice. Uh, yeah, how, how was it? Uh, so, Hassani's the restaurant he works at in Alden Park in, in uh, Colony Place in Plymouth. It is legit. A great date night place. Uh, casual, but a little upscale. Food was delicious. I recommend it. Um, shout out to Hassani. He actually came out and, and said hello to my wife and I. Uh, what so a baller. He, he, is a, he is a stud, as we say. Um, and then I left my credit card at the table, and he called me to make sure I came back and got it, which was <laughs> uh, which was an A plus move. I might be. I, I was I was hoping that I he would look into this, make a few purchases, and and accept my trade. But yeah, this is under review. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was uh, it's always good to always good to see Hassani face to face. I got a boring trade for you. How about Nick trades uh, MVS to Travis for Marvin Jones? Yeah, I saw this one. Tell me more about this. What what was your your rationale? Just needed to get something out there for those guys, or um, a little bit, but no, I think uh, Nick isn't really. I mean, has MVS is playing. Um, Travis has Marvin Jones who's hurt now. I guess he has like a bone bruise in his knee. Yep. Um, Travis does have Deshaun Jackson. I don't know how much he really trusts him versus the Giants this week. So uh, my opinion was, hey, he's two and eight. I'm just going to ship off this guy. Guarantee my ten points with Scantling. And then Nick will just sit on Jones, hopefully get reinvested in his team, and then at some point match him as a wide receiver three with his – he does have pretty deep receivers and match him up with Stafford. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the Nick situation is tough because I think if he just traded rosters with Ryan, Ryan would ride that team deep into the playoffs. Yep, yeah, that's a that very, very, very good point. I mean, if you're Ryan, you might as well just offer your whole team for his whole team see what happens. Yeah. I did the Jarrett one time. He rejected. <laughs> Love it. Um, uh, yeah. 
I have four blockbusters left. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready for them. Hit me. All right. Pyres is involved in two. Yep. I'm involved in two. Um, let's start with Evan. I haven't said anything with Evan yet. What if Evan traded Devontae Adams since he just lost Cooper Cup? And what if he scooped up Amari Cooper and Alshon Jeffrey? Ooh, another trade back. Is that a fair deal? Is that something you would somebody really trade Devontae Adams? What do you think? Ooh. Um, yeah. It taking the, the teams out of out of the equation, it makes a lot of sense. Like taking Peter and Evan out of it. And if you just looked at it from this guy's roster and this guy's roster, the trade makes a lot of sense. Um, Adams is great. You know, he had a down week last week and still scored two touchdowns. Um, he has nine on the season. Yeah, that's it's a pretty crazy pace. Um, I would say it's unsustainable, but it's not because it's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Uh, but I think Alshon, in, other than in, in the really tough matchups, he's great. Um, when he faces an elite cornerback, they go to other options because he is not the first target. In, in Philadelphia, Zach Ertz is. Um, but he is certainly a, a wide receiver one, wide receiver two borderline. Um, so I think that's probably the best value you could get back that's available on the market. Um, I think with his roster, I think he thinks he doesn't need to move off of Devontae Adams, and he might be right. Um, but it's going to be a pretty big drop-off from Devontae Adams to... Tyler Lockett, Sterling Shepard, what other, whatever you know, scraps he can get off the waiver wire with no fab dollars left. Hmm. Um, I think if he could move Lamar Miller for a, a fill-in running back and a decent wide receiver three, I think that's probably a, a, a better move. But I, I'm a pretty savvy fantasy football player. I want no part of Lamar Miller. Hmm. I think that's a fair, uh, fair point. Move, move Miller instead and just roll out Chubb the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, how about Bowles and Ryan? They haven't made a trade all year long. That was weird. Um, Bowles has Saquon sitting there, right? Yeah. Um, he's crushing it. How about Saquon, the Raiders QB, and Demarius Thomas? Um, so fill some wide receiver needs for Ryan and have him trade away Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey. So downgrade at RB1, uh, downgrade at QB. But, I mean, excuse me, upgrade. Ryan would upgrade a QB to Saquon, downgrade for Wilson, and pick up Demarius Thomas at the same time. So Ryan gets Saquon, Raiders, QB, and DT. Bowles gets Russell Wilson and McCaffrey. So as the team that doesn't have the better record, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think for Bowles, it, it's a, it, that'd be a huge trade. I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, Wilson is ascending. Um, he always plays better in the second half. He had 90 rushing yards last 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 week. Um, that's, more, that's more than he had all season combined, I think, up to that point. Um, it's still a run-first offense, but Wilson's just so damn efficient. Um, and, he, and he's proved he can still get it done with his legs, and he's got some good matchups coming up. Uh, McCaffrey just scored three touchdowns as the guy that traded away <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. It was a bit of a dagger. <laughs> and he did oh, he did it Listen against the podcast me. was so awesome. You were just like, "What the heck?" On, I was I was on tilt. I mean, Melvin Gordon is Melvin Gordon, and I'm I'm not upset about the trade. Um, but 
<laughs> I trade away McCaffrey thinking, oh, he's never going to get touchdowns because he's going to get vultured by Cam all the time. And then he scored like seven touchdowns in three weeks. <laughs> I figured, you know, it's good. To, a lot of the small trades are easy to do, but some of the big ones are really hard to line up. So I wanted to throw a couple. Yeah. And then, of course, you, you can't not include Pyrus just because he has so much yeah. star power. Um, so one of the ones I had, I have um, on my team, I think I have two really, I think I have four nets of RB1 rest of the season, low mm-hmm. end one. Um, and I have Lindsay on my bench too. I think he's a middle too. So I, one of the things was uh, I actually had sent him something similar the other week would be Fournette and Lindsay for Kamara. Yeah. Um, if he didn't feel so confident about Alex Collins, I would say that's a great trade to make. Um, Fournette is a risk with the injury. Um, he looked great last week. Uh, he's going to, you know, Thankfully, the trade deadline is before this week because I think Pittsburgh would slow, is going to slow him down a bit and decrease his perceived value, even though I think he is uh, a low-end one at this point. Um, I don't think you're giving Lindsay enough credit. I think he's a high two. Um, I think you start to see Royce Freeman sort of fade away. Devontae Booker fades away. Um, and they, they see what they, they have in him because I think it's a bit of a lost season for Denver. So evaluate the talent, let it run through him. Don't have, don't try not to rely on Case Keenum because Case Keenum looks bad. Um, so I had actually offered Chris Connor and Lindsay, I think, two weeks ago for Camara, and he had said no at that time. That that's going to come back to haunt him because that. Oof, I would. But that, you just never know with Lev Bell, though. So I, I, I can't believe. Yeah. No, I I I hear you, but oh God, yeah. Connor looks so good. He should be uh, he should be back too, which is nice. So hopefully that that settles itself. Um, so the one thing I want to tell you, yeah. and, and I, just so you, just so you don't necessarily go out and make that offer, mm. Denver's playoff matchups. They go against San Francisco, who gives up you know nineteen fantasy points a week. Cleveland, who gives up twenty four, and Oakland, who gives up twenty four points a week to, to running backs. So you're saying Philip Lindsay's my could be a playoff hero. He could be. Uh, the, the schedule is unbelievable. The only the only team with a better schedule is is Baltimore. So yeah, that's where Alex Collins comes in. Um, so I don't know. I Alvin Kamara is an elite top tier player. If you can get him, get him. Um, but I, I just don't. I don't. I think it's a wash. I think make. I think it makes his team all, all around better. I think it makes your team all around better, but I think you'd almost be just as good staying standing Pat. Hmm. What if Chris did the unthinkable and traded Pat Mahomes? He should do it now. So I think one of the things I wrote up, he's on buy next week. Um, if you're Chris, trade Pat Mahomes to Nick for Mitchell Trubisky and Matt Stafford. If he could get Nick to agree to that deal, do it now. <laughs> I just... Uh, I don't know how much he believes in him or not. I just that was one of the ones I just it, it's easy with Chris because he has elite players. So it's like look at a team that has two really good guys and go from there. Um, and that's kind of like the same thing you had did with the one you had proposed, like to Asani. Hey, I want a better player. Here's two guys for him. And everyone wants to do that. But I think as the deadline does get closer to, um, I do expect some teams to maybe unload, um, you know, one guy for two just to get a little deeper if they're thin. And I think yeah. Chris, is, Chris is perfectly in that spot to do so. Yeah, I mean, 
Pat Mahomes is elite. He is an unbelievable player. He's better than anyone imagined he that he would be. Um, but he's still just one guy. And one guy is not better than two. And especially where it's Trubisky and Stafford. Stafford is, is a mid to good two at this point in his, in his career. Um, and Trubisky is a mid one, which is weird to say out loud. Uh, they say Trubisky is last year's Jared Goff. Yeah, I, I, he he runs more, he's, and he has a different offensive scheme around him. Um, his te- his skill players around him aren't anywhere near as good as Goff's were. So that um, Trubisky is making his guys better. Uh, Goff's players were making him better. I like that. That's spot on. Um, but yeah, I, I would make that trade in a heartbeat if I was if I was Pyres. Um, Nick, it would put him in a weird spot because he he's still got his you know, Mahomes still has his bye week, week twelve, and his playoff schedule is just horrendous. Like he has probably the worst quarterback schedule. It doesn't matter because he's he's good, right? Uh, you know, hashtag good at football. <laughs> so he's he's matchup proof, right? Yeah, and he might be, um, but they may also slow down to to not get guys injured and. and hopes of a good playoff run in actual football so who knows i like it i mean that that's all i have i'm, I'm glad you had me i just was uh i don't know if you have anything else but i just kind of want to throw out some ideas for everybody especially since kind of have the pulse in the league you want to you got to share that information if you want to make the league better you can't can't hold it all in and uh and you know be selfish with stuff you gotta you gotta share it. that's why everyone makes deals and we've seen a ton of them so Hopefully, maybe Craig checks in or Andy does some work, but over under three is my guess. Yeah, I hope so. And as I was saying earlier, I, you know, let's get something moving because you know everyone should want somebody to make a trade because then everyone's roster is a little bit different and it opens up different possibilities. Um, and once you, I, I don't know about you, but once I see trades start happening, it makes my desire to get a trade done that much higher. Yeah, you're missing out if you don't. Right, you might miss out on some opportunity or. Um, and plus the fab run tonight, I think, will be big because, you know, last fab run before the trade deadline. So if people really miss out tonight, especially those with no money, it could kind of force their hand too. Yeah, tonight's going to be weird. Um, and I, I don't know how many people actually listen to this. I'll try to get it out tonight. But, um, you know, it's one of those situations where I almost want to put in some really low bids just to outbid the guys that have $0. Yeah, put a buck out uh, there somewhere. Thanks for coming on, Pete. Um, again, amazing trade article. Uh, we'll get you on again real soon, and happy trading, everybody. Thanks, Kev. I'll text you. That'll do it this week on the League Podcast. Thanks again to Peter for jumping on to talk trade. I'm your host, Trollback Thursday. Follow us on Twitter, at the League FF, and best of luck out there.